episode 43 of the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. I'm Manny. And today we have a special guest. Yep. Uh, thank you for joining us from California. He's the current, one of the, one of the stars of the Netflix show Hentified, which is an amazing show. Uh, JJ Sodia, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate the invite. We, um, I've actually started watching the show uh, a few months back. Um, I actually originally thought that the show was uh, gentrified. I thought that's what the name was, but I know I've I've been seeing some interviews of you where you've been correcting people, right? Make sure they get it. Right. This is one interview, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, you know, things. I just, I just, I, yes, it, it is hentified, but a lot of people say gentrified for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, it's hentified. So, how do you feel uh, just about that show in general, man? Like, what did you feel whenever you saw the script, and what intrigued you to actually be a part of that project? Um, how did I feel when I first saw it? I felt like it was the closest representation of my upbringing that I had ever seen. Uh, I related to that material more than any other material that I've ever read in the sense of like the banter amongst family members, uh, specifically the cousins. Uh, it was like they almost took a snapshot of my own life. And, you know, the way we go back and forth, I was like, oh, man, that's how me and my cousin Renee community you know, talk. And that's how me and my cousin Iris talk or whatever. Um, so, and that's the relationship I would have liked to have had with my grandfather. So there was a lot of things that related and resonated with me. And I just, I just saw what a treasure the script was, the story was, and I, I saw what I had to offer that material. So I was like, oh man, I would, I, quite honestly, I, go, I would kill this role. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I knew that would be a, a, a great choice. So I went in there and did my thing and it all happened. And as far as how it came out, I was proud of it. Plain and simple. Yeah. And how, how important do you think uh, having those type of roles are? I mean, like growing up, I don't think I ever saw a show and very much less a, a movie like that, um, you know, in an industry that's very white dominated. Um, you have some black representation as of late, um, but like hardly anything for, uh, for our culture. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't honestly, I cannot honestly say that it was something in the forefront of my mind. We're like, where are our stories? Mm -hmm. That was never my perspective on things, but um, I'm, I'm so grateful to be around and in this industry during a time where, you know, we're really starting to make some, make some uh, progress in regards to our stories being told. Like right now we have ba uh, Baker and the Beauty or Beauty and Baker. That, that's one show that's out right now. We got, we got, ours we got you know, there's vita there's, you know there's a, li a list of uh, shows where, yeah like, the community is, is being recognized and the stories are being told so um i'm great grateful to be around during this time and um i'm enjoying it like do you do you see like do you feel the actual impact that that show has um because i know that you of course are in Los Angeles and there's so much going on over there, you know, so much shows, so much, so much is being filmed. And yeah, there's a, a big Latinx community in California that you might be able to, I guess, personally see some of the impact there, but you know, there's people watching in Arkansas. This is where we're, this is where we're yeah. at right now, you know, and, and do you feel that? I, 
Well, there's a there's a Boyle Heights. That's the name of the town, right? Mm. I mean, I was actually born there. So um, there's a, a Boyle Heights or a form a form of Boyle Heights or a barrio. You know what I'm saying? Like that throughout the states, and I would say, dare to say, even throughout the world. You know, there's, there's a bunch of Boyle Heights. There, everyone has their own. So um, I that was the only thing. Like everything, everything, the way this this show has played out. I, I saw what the what potential the script had. I knew what I had to offer that material. The the cast that was formed, I before they were even cast, I had already cast them in my own mind. Like when I met them, I thought that's so that would be that's so and so, that's so and so. And sure enough, that's who ended up getting cast. Not saying that I, you know, that I just I had the same vision, I guess you could say, as as the creators did. And and um we're all in, a, in alignment and so all this stuff, I, I was like, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised how well we got, how, how well the chemistry was, um, and the, the final product that we produced. Uh, I wasn't surprised that I was proud of it, and I was proud of it while making it. But one thing, I, one thing I did say was, I'm not gonna fully grasp the impact that's gonna have on the community until I actually, until it actually plays out. And yeah. I mean, I had an idea, right? But it wasn't until I would receive DMs and just messages of heartfelt messages about how people were affected by it, and, you know, how their grandfathers or grandparents were watching it, with the whole family was watching it together, or people, grandparents that haven't even watched the show, watched TV in years, or all they do is watch their certain novellas, very particular, yeah. or tuning into the show and laughing and enjoying it, loving it. Um, and just again, through the messages, I, I could feel the emotion and I was like, wow, that's, that's they, I, I don't use this word often, but it was uh, a, a true honor to be a part of this project because of the impact that it's had on the community. So, um, I, so to answer your question, my long winded answer is, yeah, I, I felt it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you on a personal level, like, especially like Irvin said, being here in Arkansas, you can feel kind of oppressed sometimes about being proud of your culture and the way that it was portrayed in the show where it was so nuanced, you know, you're not, you're, it's, you're, you're really diving deep into like the LA culture, um, how Latinx folks uh, really treat each other. Um, and, and personally, like, I felt like, uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of Eric's in my life where it was like, bro, you're, you're from LA, like, you don't really act that way. Like, what's, what's going on with you? But at the same time, you know, you had those Chris type of characters, you had the pops. And, you know, it ended up featuring a lot of the things that I think surround all of the culture altogether. And, and, and so I think I felt that impact. And I don't know, I think it was the same with you, right, Irvin? Yeah, I mean, we're both from California, even though we're we're in Arkansas. Like Manny, what, what what part of California are you from, Manny? Long Beach. It's from Long Beach. I'm from Salinas, so I'm from Monterey County. Uh -huh. So a lot of the times you you watch these shows on on Netflix or on other places, and you know they're trying so hard to like relate to Latinx folks, uh, mm -hmm. people from California, but you can tell it's kind of fake, you know. But with this show, like it felt real, and I think you've talked about it before how the people that were actually like part of like creating the script and filming are from that area right yeah well the creators one of them is marvin lemus he always corrects me how uh he always says his name i always say it wrong <laughs> lemus 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 um, yeah. he, he's from bakersfield mm. and um linda 
Chavez is from Norwalk. Okay. And if you're familiar with LA, yeah. uh, Norwalk City in LA. So when, when Marvin moved down here, he moved to um, Boyle Heights because that was where he felt most comfortable and felt like he could relate to the environment. But he really got into the city and, and um, just took it all in. And, and so, you know, just um, he, he wrote from what, from, from his life experience and, and, and then being around, being in that environment as well. Mm. And it's, and, and you can feel it. You can feel that these people who created this show uh, know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. and there's, there's just a lot of things that I relate to. One of the things that I did want to talk about just because I do relate a lot to um, this comment that you made in an interview once. Um, so just not to give, not to give any spoilers because I know people haven't, some people haven't watched the entire, uh, season yet mm-hmm. but there is a scene in on unhentified where a specific character gets picked up by ice mm-hmm. um i've personally have experiences in my life where uh, 10 years ago my father was deported and i and i know that you've talked about having a similar experience in your life as well uh, mm-hmm. before interviews um when that scene happened on that show um did it trigger any emotions like it did to me no, I mean, my, my dad was deported. I know, but I don't have a relationship with my father. Mm. I, last time I saw my, I saw my dad when I was 18 and I hadn't seen him since before that, since I was like five, I think. So I just know that he was deported. He lives in Mexicali as far as I know now. Um, so no, I didn't, I, I didn't have, it didn't trigger any emotions for me to answer your question. Does, does the, uh, you being in California, there, there's a big movement, you know, for like the dreamers, for the undocumented folks and stuff. Um, has there been any, any feedback that you've received? I know that you've, you've been talking about how people have been reaching out to you just because of different emotions that the show has given them. Um, has, has any of them been related to, you know, that, or is it, or is it one of those? Uh, things- yeah, I, th- I, I, if I can recall, I have a bad memory, but I do recall some messages, one or two that, that, that talked about that. About and, that I think, and I think one of the things too, that you're, you're also very open. Uh, in interviews as well. And I think, uh-huh. do you feel that that also helps you connect with a lot of your fans? You know, man, I just, I'm not, how can I answer that simply? I don't do it for that reason, though. I believe in just being, like, there, there, there is no one who could be like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm myself. So that's just, right. I, that's enough. So I, I just put that out there. And, and what I think, what, in life, I am often, I mean, through, man, I've helped so many people. I don't talk about it, but I've helped so many fucking people through social media, through uh, just in life. People open up to me because I'm so transparent. Um, I have nothing to hide. I've been through shit. But, you know, we've all been through shit. Um, but, and yes, I think, I think that's why people open up to me because I, they say I have no hidden agenda. And um, they're like, oh God, that, that's someone I can relate to. And I also do that. I yes, I have taken into mind. And I I take it into consideration, like when I started opening up more and more, because I felt like, you know what? No, you're right. Because there, there there was a part of me that said I want people to, I want people to see that they can do it too, whatever their it is. You know, it doesn't have to be acting. Whatever your it is, if you, because I it took me a while, and I'm still still. Uh, trying to dream bigger, so to speak, especially when you come, I, I've always been a pretty confident person at the same time. 
I feel like I've, I've held myself back and limited myself because I didn't believe I could, it was, it wasn't even the ideas of, of what I can do. Um, I didn't even dream that big. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So as time has gone on, I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I just try to be the best I can be at whatever I do. So Hope that answers the question. Yeah, I do. No, but it does. It, and and the ambition and, and the wish for it are are important. Do you feel like uh, in in your industry, did race ever play a part in in getting certain roles or even like not end up getting anything? You know, some. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, they don't they don't hit you up and tell you exactly why all the times. Listen, I've. I've not, I almost didn't get the job in the purge because of my fucking eyebrows. They're saying that my eyebrows were too clean. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So you could, you know, sometimes you could look too Hispanic or whatever that means, right? So, or, or not Hispanic enough. So I, my tattoos, once, you know, they, they, there's plenty of reasons that uh, they come up with for not going with you going a certain way but um so to answer your question i'm sure it's come up yeah so we do this little this little thing on social media where we were initially going to announce you know that you were going to be on the show and we said hey um we're going to have someone from one of these four shows whoever gets it right gets to ask a question and uh someone did answer it um and one of these questions kind of relates to what you're talking about so i kind of wanted to ask you right now um the question is have you faced any stereotypical role offers from Hollywood during your career? If so, how did you handle that? Stereotypical? Yeah, I mean, there's been, I did a bunch of stuff. I've, I've played a bunch of thug roles and, and uh, I've taken some of them and then others I've just, I've uh, declined. Listen, I take jobs for different reasons. Sometimes it's merely just a paycheck. You know what I mean? Uh, I've done paycheck jobs. I've done jobs because I want to do a specific scene. Or I wanted to work with somebody or I wanted to go work in, in a location. Sometimes it's all of the above, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I did this show called The Oath where I got to do an action drama suspense series uh, where I play a dirty cop that uh, gave me, there was a, the, the, the project itself was the main reason, but I got to shoot in freaking Puerto Rico yeah. for, for two seasons. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know? So like there was tons of reasons to, to do that show. So um, the first time that I saw you was on The Purge. Uh, okay. I'm a big fan of that series. I know some people are like a little bit about, like against it, but some people are like, you know, this is cool that um, I, I like scary movies and I like movies that kind of like uh, make you just question who is like the bad guy. And I like the, the character that you played. I believe his name was Marcos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Marcos Dali from Paris. For some reason, I don't know if, if, I think I saw recently that you're that you're from uh, Durango, right? Your family's from Durango. Yeah, my dad is from Durango. Is your mom also from Mexico? No, my mom was born here, but her father's from Chihuahua. Okay, okay. I remember when I when I actually saw that movie, The Purge. I did. Sometimes I do this, like I'll go look up like the actors that are in the movie and just try to get information. You know, when I see a Latinx Latinx actor, I'm like, want to see where they're from. Mm-hmm. I somehow ended in some page that told me you were Puerto Rican. So I, 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 uh, I listen. I right. I'm sorry. What did you say? Oh, I said I recently discovered that you weren't. I thought all this time since I've watched that movie that you were. It doesn't really matter, but you know it does matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen. I, I'm. 
if anybody tells me I'm Puerto Rican, I take it as a compliment because I also love the Puerto Rican people and culture. I love Mexican culture as well. I actually, I need to even, I'm, I'm really inspired as soon as we can get out of this damn quarantine shit so I can go, I want to go to Mexico and, uh, and really get even more in touch with the Mexican culture. Um, because I mean, I'm, I'm what, I was born here. My mom was born here. My mom's mom was born here, right? I mean, the, my early stages of my life, I did go back and forth. When my dad was involved in my life, I would go back and forth between uh, LA and Mexicali. And, and like I started speaking Spanish first, my Spanish is my dad's first language. Um, so, but as far as culturally, I, I, I would, there's a lot I, I could learn. Um, but that being said, I, I'm not surprised I'm being called Puerto Rican. I've been mistaken for Puerto Rican. I say I'm black and Japanese just for the hell of it. <laughs> I like to see who, I you like can to play see all who, these characters, so it works out, you know? I like to see who, who falls for it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that because my family's from El Salvador. So, like, you know, I, and you just pass, you know, people look look alike and, and whatever. But, man, talk talk a little more about that because I definitely feel as I've gotten older – um, like I want to get more in touch with my roots, understand like the culture a little bit better as of like growing up, I was just in school, just like, I'm like, bro, don't like, don't call me this. Don't call me that. But uh -huh. now it's like, you know, th this is where my parents come from. And, and I want to understand like what their experiences were. I want to understand how that affects the people around me. You know, what, what kind of made you feel like you want to go back to Mexico and, and, and see what that's all about. Is, is it, was it the show or was it just more of what's going on i think it, i think it was me just personally wanting i'm sure the show had some influence on that uh, as of late but just wanted to have a better understanding of what my ancestors um what how much of an influence of my ancestors upbringing and, and then what's in the dna you know what i mean yeah you kind of yeah. go back and see and see oh shit okay Maybe that's why I like that. You know, this is just to see, uh, just to see where I, where I, where my family comes from. Yeah. Have you taken one of those DNA tests? I have. That's why I, I I found out I was actually, despite the the shape of my how my eyes are, and people can take it however they want to take it. <laughs> I, I really don't give a shit. Um, I I could look Asian. Okay, it's plain and simple. So I, I like I was surprised when I didn't have any Asian in, in my in my. DNA thing, but it said that I was actually 8% uh, African, I think it was. Ooh. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm like. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Get to claim that now. <laughs> yeah, right? But, you know, it's, it's all fun, man. I, I am, I've never really been a big person on, I just love people. You know, I think I look at I look at race as a human. I, I, race kind of turns me off, and and, and I, I embrace all cultures. I I, I am fascinated and, and love learning about all cultures. That being said, I would like to know more about mine. So yeah. you've never actually been to Mexico ever? I've been to Cancun, but you know, I was out there partying, phone parties, you know, getting all drunk and having a good time, falling downstairs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even go to I didn't so go you've to been Germany. to like the like the I guess resort Mexico, but not like the real real like like pueblos. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know? So and there's so there's the the art is so beautiful. I've seen people yeah. post um, pictures like the at the museums and everything, like, and, and and I see some stuff. I'm like, man, that's it's gorgeous. It's been, and I'm like, I wanna I wanna learn more about that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 
like I just learned this last week about like some drinks that I've never heard of. My girlfriend's family was telling me about pulque, which is like a, a sugar cane that's been fermented and looks like milky. And I was like, well, how have I never heard about this? Uh, I drink like mezcal and, and whatever, but uh, you know, all the, all these little small cultural things that you only get from going to a pueblito or in, and seeing those things in that art. So I, I totally get it. I want to go to Mexico. What part of Mexico do you want to go to? Um, I'm very much into nature. So like I, wherever, wherever that is, I haven't even really got into that. I know, I, actually, I know I want to go to there, right? I want to go to Mexico city. Um, but then I, I gotta go, I gotta just travel around, man. Get, get me in, get me in the green, the green pastures and, and uh, I love rivers and lakes and climbing and, you know, I'm a bit of a Tarzan. So just and give me just the it's land. It's to come to Arkansas. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah? Come hike the hills. That, this is like, it's, it's literally called the... Oh, we got Nashville mountains State. out here, so... <laughs> this you got, is literally got, called... <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to Arkansas. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, what you got, what you got against not, Arkansas, JJ? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one to be shy about my opinion. I'll tell you right now, I have no interest in going to Arkansas, but if you can pitch me a reason why to go, I'll go. I'm telling you, man, this is a, this is a good place to be. Like, I, I'm from California, right? I loved it in California and stuff. When I, when I moved over here, I thought it was going to be, like, old people in overalls and just, like, country folks. There's a lot of brown folks over here, you know? Like, there's a community that isn't really uh, heard of. So it's kind of like we're uh, – I, th I think we're part of this movement of, of people that are trying to make – our community's heard here in our state. Right on. Um, there's a lot of good people, a lot of good fans over here. We'll find some uh, some reasons to get you over here, man. Man, we got the rivers. We got we got we got mountains. You can come climb over here. Like you got it all, man. If you want to get outdoors. All right, I'm yeah. gonna I'm have to get on the internet and start looking up looking up some stuff. You should, man. I think I think you like it. There's there's specifically like a lot of good places to hike and and stuff. Um, when you think of Arkansas as an outsider, what do you think of? The Razorbacks. There you go, Woo Pig, baby. <laughs> hey. Anytime, anytime somebody comes here, like to give a speech or whatever, like they make them do like the whole Woo Pig Zooey, and they kind of have to do it uh, yeah. because people get offended if you don't do it. Um, but going back a little bit to what we were talking about, like inspirations, I know that you've talked about in the past that uh, John Leguizamo is an inspiration for you. Um, yeah, man. To, to a degree, because um, when I was younger, playing basketball, I remember one of my friends, Samir. Samir told me, he goes, you know who you look like? And we're kids, we're like in junior high. He goes, because you, you look like the pest. And I go, who? He's like, he's like the, the pest, the movie. And I was like, what? And I looked him up, and John Lee goes, I don't look like that fool. But then later on down the line, you know, I, I, I didn't, I, my, my goal, my dream, my dream growing up was to be a professional athlete, not an actor. Yeah. Um, when that dream fell away, or I didn't believe in myself in that regard anymore, and I got into the acting thing, I looked up John Leguizamo, and I, actually I went to one of his, uh, his, his uh, one-man shows called uh, Sexaholics. And to see, to see someone up there that I somewhat resembled, right, doing it um, successfully, or what I consider successful, um, just made me that much more convinced that I could do it myself as well. So that just enough was inspiration, right? To see someone like yourself doing. And then the reason why I'm, again, so transparent, so open in regards to who I am, so people could relate to it and be like, oh, fuck, if that fool can do it, I can do it too. You know what I'm saying? So I like, I like uh, 
that that's that that was that for me you know seeing how important is that for you to like for you to be someone i don't want to say someone's john leguizamo you know like what is that how important is that to you for someone to look up to you and say hey you know like i can it's priceless it's it's important it it is it's priceless I, i i whether i don't it's not that i don't feel achieved if that doesn't happen because that's not within my control, right? I just do, I just put myself out there. I share myself and um, whoever resonates with, it resonates with. But so, but I tell you this much, when people have come up to me, I've been like, yo, because you, because you, when I seen you do this, it made me believe I can do it. I've heard someone tell me that before and more, more than one occasion, that is a priceless feeling to know that, to, cause I remember when I felt that feeling, remember, I remember when I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I could do that because I saw someone else do it uh, besides my own belief in myself. I just, just, just having that, having that, so that, that, that image of someone being successful and then being like, if they can do it, I can do it to be, to, to get that feeling of, I can do it to, to be that vessel for somebody else to be like, I can do it. That, that, that's dope, man. Yeah. So besides like, besides John Leguizamo, um, I know a lot of us were raised, you know, on movies like, Selena, La Bamba, uh, American Me, all these like different classics where they had a lot of like good Latinx um, actors. Mm-hmm. Um, were you raised on that too? Or did that have any sort of influence on you seeing those kind of films at a young age? Um, I watched La Bamba and I watched, no, because I, I, asked, I think I asked me that question one more time. You're asking me if, if like La Bamba movies like that really affected me. And, like, if they had some sort of influence in you wanting to be an actor. No, 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 no. I, I became an actor because I took a college class. Uh, I was going to community college and I needed some units. You know, that my, I was, because I had jumped around with my, my major. Yeah. Uh, for, like, initially, initially when I got out of school, I was considering trying to try out for the, for the football team. And I really didn't play when I, when I played in high school. I mean, I was, I was, I learned football in high school, right? So I did that. And then when I went to college, I was like, man, it's going to play. You know, if I really didn't play in high school, even though my work ethic is awesome, you know, I was actually, I was decent, like, but the guys ahead of me were really, really good. So um, I was like, man, I got to figure something else out. So I chose physical therapy and then I did my observation, went through all that for, I did an observation and realized I wouldn't be happy doing that. And I was like, oh shit, didn't think about being happy. I had a meeting with my college counselor and I go, well, you know what, let's try psychology. I've always been interested in understanding how people think. And then she goes, all right, great. Well, you need some elective units. And she told me painting, drawing, or theater. And I would never been one for arts. So I was like, painting sounded boring. Drawing, I can't do to save my life. So fuck it, I'll do the theater class because maybe at least it'll be fun. But my approach to anything is how I do anything is how I do everything. So I sat up front, listened to Susan Hinshaw talk about what, what acting was about, which is creating characters and telling stories. I said, oh, wait a minute. I've always loved storytelling. My grandma used to always tell me stories when I was little to go to sleep, but I would never go to sleep because I wanted to hear more stories. So I said, wait a minute. I go, I have a decent look. I have an interesting look. If I just put forth the same work ethic that I did towards athletics, towards this, I'll figure the rest out. And I call it naive, call it whatever. I just believed in myself. I said, I... I I just put forth the work. I'll figure out what I had to do. And don't don't be wrong. I I'm, I uh, wasn't as I guess I think I I'll toot my own horn and say I think I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, 
and but it wasn't always that way i had to work you know because being able to be this open right because we just talked about one one area we, we can relate to is i think growing up you're kind of taught to suppress your emotions in a way yeah. right you'll be a yeah. man you know? Definitely. You don't cry, you don't like that. so acting actually was therapeutic because having to dig in through myself and find out why I felt the way I felt and how to get there and all that shit is basically be vulnerable. Um, acting helped me, excuse me, acting helped me get there to do that. So um, it was, that, well, that's why I found it in that class. I was like, oh shit, I can make a living doing this. All right, this is what this, I'm gonna, I, I literally made that fucking, I'm proud of this. In that class, without even performing, just sitting there and listening to what acting was about, I go, oh, I'm an actor. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna make my living. And fortunately enough, it worked out. It could, it, it couldn't have, but it did. <laughs> it did. That's a big risk, man. I mean, what? So it, so it kind of started off as a decision, but then yeah. it became a passion. Yeah, well, because I, I've always loved storytelling. Okay. You know, I've always loved story. That's what it was. It wasn't about performing. It was about telling stories, and. Um, there was passion behind that. And I'm a passionate person, period. And, you know, actually, one of my, my, my biggest acting note I kind of gave to myself was, um, well, this one acting coach, Andrew McGarry, he said in class, I don't even think he knew how much it hit me. He goes, play for real. And that's what I remember playing basketball. And when someone would be kicking my ass and they start fucking, they start fucking around, I'm like, nah, man, play for real. Because if I want to be, I want to beat them when they're trying to, you know, play hard yeah so that play for real statement i was like oh i know what that is commit right commit so then i was like okay i understand how you got to commit now how do i connect myself i go well if i just be more transparent in life right just be open and honest in life it's going to be that much more easier for me to do it as a character hmm. so that was how that was my approach I had taken classes and worked on scene study work and everything, but those two things right there, that's pretty much my acting approach in a nutshell is, um, be open and vulnerable and, um, play for real. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's great advice. I mean, just being honest in general is, is, is great. Yeah, dude in life, bro. I, what's that, what's that saying? The truth, the truth will set you free. Yeah. Fellas. The truth will set you fucking free in more ways than one. You start being free uh, about how you feel about things with people and, and dude. Are you the it, kind of person that like will, will say the truth at all times, even if it at that moment will hurt someone, but because you're going to tell them the truth, it's going to help them out in the future. Kind of. Yes. Like, yes, I am. And I, and I, I'm a person that it doesn't mean I'm trying to be an asshole or I, I will try to work things in, in the most constructive way possible. You know, sometimes it's, I can't think of any other better way to say something or I can't the, to get my point across. So maybe it is a bit harsh or direct, but I'll make sure to understand Like the only reason I'm telling you that way is because I can't think of any other better way to, to get my point across. But um, yeah, man, I, I just believe in being honest. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. I wouldn't want someone bullshitting me in life. So that's actually why, that's actually why I do get upset when someone does. Uh, not doesn't tell me the truth because uh, I, I'm that open. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of curious, just like uh, maybe you could talk a little bit how 
difficult it is to to get into acting you know i hear actors talk all the time about the grind going to all the auditions and and trying to meet the right people to get your foot in the door i mean did you experience very much of that look yeah i mean it's been you have to be you have to have a lot of self-confidence you have to be thank goodness all those girls that told me no in school and everything back in the day <laughs> they built me up that they built up that that callus you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> that, rejection, that rejection um because you deal with a lot of rejection in this business even even though i work a lot i still get rejected a lot of times for things but that, that i mean they're not it's you can't take that shit personally because there's so many variables that come into the equation on getting a, on getting offered a job that it usually isn't your talent. There's a bunch of talented people out here. Um, loads and loads of talented people out here. It, sometimes it comes down, like I said, to fucking eyebrows. Yeah. You know? So once you're able to grasp that, um, I listen, when I first, when I, this is kind of, I'll try to give you the rundown. When I first made this decision, I had no resume, right? So I would go, I, I submitted back in the day when we would actually mail our submissions. Back in my day, we used to send out the submissions in the mail um i was getting no calls no one was calling me to, to, to bring me in to possibly represent me as a client so i was like damn no one no one's no one's just taking me off my picture well all right i started doing extra work right someone someone told me that in order to become sag you got to Gotta do extra work. I didn't know what SAG was. I didn't know what extra work was, but I found out, signed up, started doing this extra work stuff. And then, so I started writing down on my resume, I started writing my down delivery guys in Spider Man, uh, all this bare bullshit credits because I didn't have no lines. I'm just, I was a background actor. And, um, but I was, I wasn't SAG. So then, obviously, they see that and they, they call me on my shit. And I was like, okay, that didn't work. And that's so the finally, field, right? Huh? That's the Screen Actors Guild, right? Sag? Yeah, yeah. Sag is the Screen Actors Guild, right? So I ended up having to just, like, you crash a party. Some people crash parties. Well, I crashed an office. I just, I kicked, not, not figuratively, kicked the door down, yeah. walked in, and I was like, look, I'm JJ Soria. You know, this is, uh, you know, I heard you're looking for actors. And, you know, along, I did my research somewhat and, and, um, Walked in the door, someone gave me an audition. I did a cold read. It was good enough. I was nervous and stuff, but it was good enough for them to give me a shot. And I uh, did a couple print ads. And then by the end of the year, I uh, got uh, my first gig in a Levi commercial. And that was based off of my look. You know, we talked about stereotypical shit. Um, good thing that, because that stereotype worked for me in that, that particular instance, because yeah. I had a look. I, I the line that the the one line that I had in the commercial didn't even got cut out. It was more because they got me for my look. But yeah. thank goodness, thank goodness they did because that opened the door for me. And people might think that you're like new, uh, I guess, to the entertainment industry. But haven't you been active or like had projects for like almost? Yeah, but I've been doing this for fifteen right? years. And I got spring of two thousand and three was when I was introduced to acting. Right in the very beginning, that was in the acting class. By the end of, by the beginning of 2005, I had got, I joined SAG. And I'm very proud of that because I, I mean, I worked, I bust my ass, you know, I was, I was hustling. So, cause when you're doing extra work, you had back when I was doing it, you had to call on the phone, like you call on a radio, like to, to, to get the hotline. 
So I was constantly doing that, doing that, just to get in, just to get an opportunity, right? Just to be on set, to kind of learn and be around it and try to get these vouchers that I was trying to get to become set. Did that, kicking down doors and going to auditions I wasn't invited to. Like I was, I was doing everything to, because I believed I had something to offer this industry and I still do. That's so cool, man. Just the fact that uh, you've had this journey and I kind of feel like now more than ever, people are, are, are starting to see uh, how talented you are. Mm -hmm. Do you, you also feel like you're being recognized more on the street now? <laughs> Ain't no one recognizing me right now with the mask on. Everyone's staying home. That's true. That's true. Have the, have the barber shops been open over there, by the way? Say what? Have the barber shops opened over there? No, not yet. Not yet. Um, that'll be a great day, won't it? Um, but Ours was yesterday, so that's why I'm kind of like, you know, we got, yeah, yeah, we just got faded up, man. <laughs> nice. Now, how did, how did it feel? It felt great, man. Like I, Bro. I was telling my wife, I didn't even want to like take my cap off. I've had my cap off on for like the past few weeks mm -hmm. just because like, I don't know. I don't like that confidence when you have a haircut, like mm -hmm. was completely gone because like my hair was literally all, and I cut my own hair like about a month ago, just because I was like, you know what? Isolation period, we'll be all right, I'll grow up by the time we go back. Man, when it was growing out, like I looked tore up, like it was bad. Yeah, I remember telling my bosses like before this, every couple of weeks, I was like, look, I gotta take my time today, I gotta keep the fade fresh, like you can't judge it, you know, this is just like, this is what I gotta do. Like I'm a wild man right now, don't judge me. <laughs> no, you got the headband on, it's the same thing, it's like. Oh, uh, see, I mean, actually, I'm I'm rocking this. I know, no lie. I actually had a barber friend of mine come by and, and just throw the sides for me real quick. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I I'm a jungle man. Period. So I, I I'll, I'll rock it either way. It, it, yeah, it, it yeah. is. It is. It is crazy. But um, waiting for that day still, huh? It'll work. It'll it'll, it'll work. I think it looks. It'll great. work. Um, it'll work. One other question that the person who won the the little, I guess, um, not to the question of the day, kind of. Yeah, that one that her name is Ismar Garcia, just to let you know. And What's her name? Question, her name's Ismar Garcia. Ismar. Thank you for the question, Ismar. And she had another question that I also wanted to include on here, uh, which kind of relates back to what we were talking about, uh, the Hentify show. She says, also, what's it like working with an all-brown cast in a show produced by resilient brown women? It was, well, okay. First of all, it was awesome. I'll say that. Um, and also... You know, it was a, a very female-dominated dominated set, um, which was different for me. And I was like, okay, this is different, interesting. But they had, man, they did a great job. They're great. And they're beautiful women inside and out, man. So it was, it was a great set to be on. And they, they had their shit together. They knew what they, you know, they went about their business and, and uh, did just as good a job as anybody else, um, if not better. So uh, I, I enjoyed the, the, I enjoyed working with all the women the project and um yeah is there talks of season two i not that i'm hearing yet but i i, I believe it will get like, i mean i you know as much as i do right now i i waiting to, i'm basically personally i'm waiting to hear the call saying that we got it but again in this industry you never know they could call you and say it's not gonna happen that being said i believe it will yeah i think it will too man i think um there's a lot of a lot of talent there that's like undeniable Wow. Um, and I think people will, if they just give it a chance, um, they'll connect to some character. You know, I mm -hmm. connect, I connect with yours in a way, but I also connect, 
uh, with Chris. Uh, just because, you know, I was born in California, but when I go to Mexico, like I'm not Mexican, you know, and I, when I'm here, I'm not like, people don't see me as American. They see me as like a Brown person and just being able to adjust sometimes can be very difficult because people kind of see you as an outsider everywhere you go. Um, and I always think about like that quote from the Selena movie where like the dad and Selena and AB were in the car and he was like, you know what, like we're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans. We're not american enough for the americans based on what you're telling me it kind of sounds like you kind of want to go to mexico to like discover yourself you know discover more about you. maybe that's maybe there's some of that there and i relate to you bro 100 percent, because i'm the same way i relate to chris and i relate to eric because i felt that you know and i, and I also felt like there's got to be a generation of us or a group of us that that have to feel the same way or i do i don't feel like i don't like i don't belong right um I wasn't Mexican enough for some Mexicans and I wasn't uh, exactly, I wasn't um, American enough for some Americans. So um, I, I've, I've been in that limbo too. I can relate to that hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, now I've got just a couple final questions from my side. You know, we were talking before this thing about how you've been on your D GTL um kind of just just hanging out at the house while you were at home while you were isolating like what what else have you been up to what movies have you been into what music are you are you listening to uh okay so honestly i just finished watching ozark okay oh. yeah they, yeah, I've been talking yeah he's been trying to get me to watch that for a while now. Dude, okay, like I, I i'll be again i'll be 100 percent transparent and honest i don't i don't i'm a fighting guy i watch mma news like women watch the view you know, I, 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 that, that's my soul. You know what I mean? I'm always tuned in into fight news. That's pretty much all I really watch. Um, and so for me to tune in, sit down and tune into a series, um, you got to really get me. And yeah. always got me, man. Even the freaking baby was a great actor. I would be all on cue or whatever. He's crying. I was like, this, this baby deserves an Oscar. This deserves an Emmy. He, he's fantastic. The biggest compliment I could give the show is to say, that's a show that I would want to be on. You know, I would want to, I would want to participate on and work on. So, um, yeah, man, Ozark is dope. Yeah, great show. And if if you like the cinematography, that's Arkansas, bro. Ozarks, you that's know. One that's one reason for you why you should come to Arkansas. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Hey, there's so there's so many times where I'm like, damn, that's a beautiful shot. That's yeah. A beautiful shot. So you got something. What What about music? Any tunes? Any albums? Uh specific album. I I listen to a lot of uh, mantra, electric music. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Hentify playlist is on Spotify so I, just, I listen to that I think no for real man because the music is so on point I mean, series, every every scene the music sets the tone so beautifully um, there's a scene the kitchen scene when I, when I come back to pop and I and, you know with the ring and everything that that scene uh, with that song by Carla Morrison I think her Carla name Morrison, is yeah Yes. Oh, Ooh. it just pulls at your, at your heartstrings just that much, that much stronger because of that, because of her song. So, um, yeah, I think the music on the music on the show is, is, is perfect. So that's something I listen to, too. For sure. 
Nice, nice. Well, JJ, uh, thank you for joining us, man. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time to be here. I know you got so much things going on, like we said initially at the beginning of the show. We're excited for whenever the news comes out that uh, that there's a season two. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that it happens. Again, I believe it will, but um, we never know till you know, right? So let's keep our and fingers crossed that happens. Social media. And um, how, how are you guys keeping busy with, with the whole quarantine? Man, I, we've been – so I watched Ozark 2, and, like, I started it, and I was like, dude, I was telling everybody, I was like, y'all got to watch this show, you know, just just keeping up with that. I've watched a lot of Hentified, you know, I, I started that whenever the, the quarantine started. So a lot more TV than, uh, than I had probably watched in the last few years, that's for sure. Well, I definitely want to promote my homeboy, Carlos Gomez, his show, um, again, Baker and Beauty on ABC. And it's, it's a, a series I know has a lot of gente in there. So we want to support those shows so we can keep making it. So, well, selfishly, I say so I have more opportunities to work, number one. <laughs> that, that's, you know, I, I, want to keep, I want to keep the jobs coming in. So the more uh, opportunities I have, the better. Um, so, but besides that, it's a great show from what I've seen from, from the commercials and the highlights and everything. So um, check that show out. And Mayans, Mayans is another dope show if you like action, uh, drama series. And if you haven't seen Hentified, you got a little bit of drama and comedy, check that out for sure, Netflix. We'll probably do some, once this pandemic is over, man, well, I think we're gonna try to do some like watch party or something. We can get some folks together, you know, and just enjoy it. Uh, I think it'd be really cool. Specifically after people listen to this interview, I think they'll even be more excited about about uh about watching it and i think you probably get some messages and folks saying you know like you need to come to arkansas they'll probably <laughs> list different reasons why you need to come uh where can people find you on social media did you can find me on uh was instagram and twitter at jjsoria and uh facebook i think now nah, i think facebook i'm all tapped on we can still follow me there i'm on facebook that's uh, okay. jjsoria08 Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, that was episode 43 of the District 3 podcast. Um, thank you, JJ, for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll have you again in the future. Good luck. And like I said, yeah. we're going to be excited when, whenever the news breaks out that season two is coming because it's such a good show and it, it definitely creates such a positive impact in our community. And I yeah, appreciate for being for being part of that project that does that. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me, fellas. Thank sure. you. Peace. Take care. Thank you.